Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Why am I not hearing anything? That's a bad sign. I'm just going to say it right now. Something's not good. There, I hear me. Okay. I hear you. Now I can. I had, a, I had headset problems. That's funny. I didn't expect to hear you today. Why, why are you here to be heard? Apparently, all this rain we've had today has cost us a ball game. Yet another ball game if we only had some turf fields, people. Did we have that much rain last night? I mean, nah, I, I it mean, was a pretty good storm. Blew there, was my, a, there was a little storm about, th- what, 3, 3.30? Blew my uh, recycle barrel over Ooh. and got some water in it. I had oh, to rain like it out. So. I don't like that. So, no, it was a pretty good little shower. Apparently it was bad enough that we can't get uh, fields ready for today, which isn't necessarily a bad thing for the Razorbacks. Because Arkansas High was actually who we were looking at today. But... Uh, the extra day gives probably uh, a young pitcher an extra day's rest. So you might be able to save your ace and or uh, use on, your on ace. a Wednesday, run your ace out there. Yes. Where you might not have been able to on a Tuesday. Well, you might have been able to, but probably wasn't going to be able to be a, a, a full game. Now, now. You, you think now you're back on uh, your normal day's rest. Well, they might have turned the hose on out there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have schools around here that do that. I'm just Historically, saying. they They've never done that, ever. We got one of those Highland Park sprinkler systems from back in the day. (laughs) I saw the great Leon Blake the other day. Did you? Because we're obviously alluding to the fact that when PG used to play over at the Grass Middle School at uh, Leon Blake Field, there were allegations from the faster schools that the rather slow hawks wetted down the turf. But were they slow hawks? They were slow hawks. (laughs) They were slow hawks. They were smart enough, but they were a little slow with the feet. But anyway, there were the allegations that uh, we used to wet down the field. But saw Leon Blake yesterday in the grocery store. Did you ask him about that? I did never, I would never, never ask Mr. Blake about that. It was coaching over there back then when those allegations were Ah, there was a young man strapping mountain of a man oh from colorado colorado tough man okay well that's all you gotta say because yeah. i know he would never do no that. oh no no he'd line up and nobody wants get to, after you yeah nobody wants to waste any water yeah we'd, we'd never waste do that. water on that <laughs> but yeah we got no game today they're gonna try to replay this thing tomorrow big game for the razorbacks who have lake hamilton and uh this is really this is the last week regular season you got to get uh, you got to get these games in. Get them in or not going to happen. Well, and you get a chance. I don't know where things are in the rest of the state, but a chance to sit back and know really what you have to do. Because I can't remember who's sitting in fifth or fourth right now, but the uh, the school that is has a half game lead over the Razorbacks, and uh, I think they play El Dorado tonight. So a loss tonight really gives the Razorbacks back to a tie, with a chance then to uh, make some decisions about what you have to do next. Yeah. It's always good to be in the mix this time of year. You don't want to be on the outside looking in. You want to be in the mix. Well, yeah. So, and if all goes well, we we may have a double header on Friday. Well, that's cool. Which you don't see very often in high school baseball in the no, in the don't. regular season. No, you see in playoffs sometimes. Yeah, we may get uh, yeah. we may get that Friday. Hey, you're in the yard. It'll be back. I just want to go ahead and say one more thing. I want to wish all the mothers uh, a happy, it's going to be early, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there and mothers-to-be. Y'all, God bless y'all. Take all care. Right. All right. I hope that's the moms, and now he's, I hope he's not referencing the basketball fans. I hope he didn't. Uh, you all right there? I think he's he hung gone. up there on you. There you go. No, uh, well, 
Not necessarily well, intentionally. Versa. No, I don't. I'm just making sure he was done. We have a little internet issues today trying to figure out who's on the Facebook feed. I don't know if we're frozen. No, I'm not worrying about that. Got to look at. You, make sure you can you, eyeball that. That's fine. I will. We'll rebut some of Doctor Hardwood's stuff. I'll. I'll. I'll jump the gun on the. Uh, on the uh, other folks who may take umbrage of what his uh, basketball analysis is by saying. Uh, yes, the Celtics were the most dominant run of basketball in NBA history, but I don't know if you're going to say yes. It's so hard to gauge guys playing in the 50s and 60s with guys playing in the 90s and aughts. I don't. I just don't know that. I, with, with a few number of teams we had playing, with the small number of colleges that actually had guys that were able to make the jump to the NBA, I think the athletes were such lumbering slow guys there's a handful of guys that were outstanding athletes but most of them were not but i I don't know i think today bill russell could be that kid from phoenix Aiton. i think he would run the floor i'm not saying bill russell russell and wilt are beyond the conversation but i'm just saying that they would still be stellar players today. Yeah. Oh, no question. I don't know. Oscar Robertson would yeah. be a stellar player. Yeah, Jerry don't... West would be yeah. a good player. Yeah. But Elgin Baylor would be a great player. I don't know how many He'd guys be a little from two the... guard now. Maybe I don't know. But He'd be I... a small forward now. They're not athletic like these guys are. But they they were they for their time. They didn't have the training opportunities. No. And the opportunities to work with coaches all the time and things. I think there were some great athletes. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, John Havacek would still be an NBA player and might even be an NBA all-star because he could fill it up. I think he'd have to develop a left, and he would do that now. He'd be Mono Ginobili. Yeah. That's basically who yeah. Havacek would have been. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great analogy. I, I just don't, I don't know that you slasher can, score. I don't know that I would say that's the greatest era of NBA basketball. I, well, I, I think we've seen a pretty impressive thirty years of NBA basketball, where the league has changed in a smaller increment over the last thirty years than it did in the previous thirty. I mean, we we are a little more athletic and certainly more three point shooting now, but. But it's not like guys can't chances. dunk and can't do all oh, the gosh, other things. They no. just choose not to. Because the uh, the printout tells them you're better off shooting threes. Yeah, and I, I think you you've been talking winning time, and they were on the show before us. I think that's where you start to see the transition. I see Magic and Bird as the transition between the old NBA pre 1980 and the current 40 years of NBA, which has I think been the best NBA ever in the last 40 years, or how, what it pick your decade. Yeah. But that's a well, great I think the athletes continue to get bigger, stronger. Their skills are greater. You know, you were looking at guys back in the day who had to go do jobs yeah. at times. They didn't have year-round training, and they didn't have, you know, gyms in their home. I remember when it was such a big deal, Larry Bird had a basketball court at his house. Yeah. Well, now they have them inside their homes. <laughs> They, they build them a gym inside the house sure. they built. Look, so the money's stupid yeah. now. Yeah, and so when you can do that and you've got nutritionists and you've got personal trainers and you've got shooting coaches and all, of course you're going to get better. Yeah. And so, you know, was that the greatest dynamo? Well, sure, but it was still a very small league. Yes. And, uh, Free agency was, didn't exist. It was not a game that appealed to the masses and no. things like it does now. And you've got kids everywhere now that are, you know. That was the great thing about the bird and magic time. 
the guy out in the country dribbling on dirt thought, you know, I can be a shooter because that bird guy's a shooter. That's right. and the guy that's in, you know, a urban dwelling and all and thinks I can be Magic Johnson. It, it appealed to both classes of people, and uh, I think it's become a great game because of that. And, and I'll say this, and I'm, I'm, the Celtics of the 60s were, were amazing. The 70s, you know, I grew up as a fan of, of the NBA in the 70s, and I don't know there was any great teams in the 70s. I'd have to think really. There were, there were a lot of okay teams. There weren't any great. There wasn't that one that dominated no. the entire decade. And I thought the 80s were better for this. I thought we saw the, the Lakers-Celtics rivalry renew itself where they were actually good teams again. I thought we saw a, a Rockets team that started showing up in the middle of that decade. The Bulls and Pistons, Bulls beginning their run, the Pistons having their great couple. Of, yes. There were three or four, four yes. or five rather. It was a really deep league really quality you know i have to tell my son all the time the mavericks were really good in 86 87 88 they just couldn't get past the lakers yep but they were the second best team in the west for a couple years and they just couldn't get past the lakers and that's how i felt about the bucks boston and philadelphia were so good you couldn't get through them you couldn't if you beat one you couldn't beat the other one and so they got blocked every year with really good teams not great teams but really good teams couldn't get through these great teams like the 60s, don't think they hold a candle to the 80s and well, 90s. But, you know, that was the thing. It was easier to be a dynasty back then. You know, speaking of dynasties, um, we don't talk hockey much this time of year. Uh, John, well, No, Coop, no, this is the time we talk. Well, until this time of year. Right. That's a good point. But we don't talk a lot of hockey, period. No. But John Cooper's hope for a three-peat kind of took it on the chin last night as they opened up uh, against – a hungry Toronto team that's got a young scorer who uh, I don't know much about hockey, but do we typically produce American hockey players that score like the, this Matthews got? Is it Austin Matthews? Is that his yeah. name? That's... At about the pace we, we produce soccer players. Yeah. That's about the, the pace we produce that kind of score in, in hockey. But uh, that was an impressive message they sent to the two-time defending <laughs> Champions last night, 5-0 beatdown. Well, and, and in all fairness, Lightning are coming into this as the three. Oh, I out know of their they're division. not. They're, but they still have one of the premier goldies in the game, well, don't they? they? They do, but they're a different team. They're a little older, and you said Toronto's hungry, and you're right. Toronto's the last couple of years been kind of predicted to be the team to beat, and I think they're maybe finally living up to it. I don't know that Tampa gets out of this series. Yeah, I think they're done in the first round. It's a good chance, but it just talks about the difficulty of a dynasty oh. anymore at any sport to uh, three-peat. Uh, I think there's been five hockey teams ever have three-peat plus. Ooh. I saw yeah. that stat on, on SportsCenter the other day. Uh, I'm going to go with probably, well, certainly a Canadiens team. Yes. I would think that, in a, the fifty sixties they yeah, had a five. Yeah. yeah. I would think But they were the Celtics of their time. That's right. I would think uh a New Jersey uh Islanders team. I was say that's New York Islanders. New York Islanders. Well they were New Jersey. New York New York Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. But I they would uh, think, they they won three in a row. I would think Edmonton when Gretzky yes. was there. And I'm trying to remember who else. But there's I think there's been five teams 
to, to do others, one version of a three. The others three. maybe before yeah. the Canadians. Yeah, I think is in between. I don't know, but uh, I I can't remember in my mind because I'm not a big hockey guy. But I just know that this is a long shot to begin with yes. to get three in a row. And boy, they just took uh, Cooper's going to have to do some of his best coaching to tell a squad that just got blitzkrieged. Yeah, but you know you're the champion. You need they to come know. back. Veteran team, they know. It's a big deal for Toronto. Tampa's not going to – I don't think Tampa gets phased terribly much by this. Now, talk to me about game two. and get. This is going to be – if you're not a hockey fan, and you're right, most of us around here are not until – and I, I'm not. I don't watch, I don't yeah, watch a not. game until right now. I watched some of last night's game, just trying to get in there a little bit and watch a little bit of that 5-0. Tried to catch some of the Boston-Carolina series, and and I'm a Bruins fan, and that went the wrong way, so I didn't even bother. But uh, this is going to be a physical and mean-spirited well, series. Well, they had a last night throw it's down. It's only going to get worse. And normally you don't see that in the playoffs because you can't afford to let a guy yeah. sit on the penalty box and give up a shorthanded goal because you're going to lose a game that way. But I don't know that this isn't the series that they bleed each other out trying to get to the uh, the finish mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. And whoever survives may not have enough for the next round, which is cool. You love that kind of stuff. It, you know, a little uh, brutality on ice. You kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, I do. I like it being physical. This is Chris Ross hockey right here. Brutality on ice. That's right. <laughs> I think Dorothy Hamill was in yeah, there for a year. Say, didn't they tour back in the... <laughs> 70s and early 80s. Yeah, yeah. Brutality on ice. Well, Coming know. to an arena near you. They asked Kerrigan, but she wanted to make sure if Harding was there. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a break. It's uh, 17 and a half after 5 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079. You stick around. We're coming right back. We want to certainly thank the folks at Budweiser, Fast Signs, the Party Factory, Stuart Title, and High Tech Signs for being with us every afternoon. Back in a minute on the fan, 1079. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Does your church or business need an upgraded audio or video system? Well, Clear Sound Audio Video has the products and expertise to help you do just that. With featured specials like shorter phones starting at $40 and Electra Voice speakers starting at $299, you know you're getting the best for less. So be sure to check out Clear Sound Audio Video's showroom at the corner of Kennedy Lane and Cowhorn Creek. Ah, the McDonald's frappe. That little frozen, frothy, foamy, whip-topping break in your day. Is it any wonder that frappe kind of rhymes with happe, which kind of reminds you of app pay, which reminds you that you can get a medium frappe without pay when you order anything off the McDonald's app pay? The absolute no pay on the app pay deal. Get a free medium frappe with purchase on the McDonald's app. Hooray! Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One time use only through 531.22 at participating McDonald's. McDonald's app download and registration required. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. 
At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, Leopard Pride never dies. minutes after five o'clock welcome back leaving the yard zach and the professor on the fan 1079 903-735-9905 is our sonic hotline want to remind everybody end of the week we got some uh playoff baseball on uh, oh, yeah. this station and our sister station down on 107.1 we got the le playoff games and here we've got texas high with key shooty uh Home and home against White House, and then if they have to end up with a third game, be down in Marshall. Did I see a weird schedule? Was it weird? I can't remember which school it was. Somebody had a Friday, Saturday, Monday series. I've never seen one of those. Uh, I I think I saw it looking at schedules the other day. I can't remember which one it was, but somebody's got Yeah, we're going to have baseball, a snoot full of baseball on Friday. We'll have Arkansas High. We'll have Texas High. We'll have LE all in the building on uh, on Friday night. So And remind everybody – the uh, Eagles are in action this weekend as well. Yes. Uh, both uh, Tamuti's uh, men's baseball team and women's softball team uh, get into conference action, and you know, you'll have to go over to their website to uh, check that out. But they uh, get a Thursday. The, the girls, the women, women have a Thursday softball game. I think three in the afternoon. Xavier, don't it? Right, and then the guys play. I want to say on. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and one of them. They've got a game as well. So the first round of playoffs are starting for both the men and the women over at Tamu. Speaking of which, you threw that out there. Um, I did, just like I was first pitch. Ryan Wall got a little uh, accolades this weekend. I saw he got some love on a list. He's on a list. list. Oh, he's on a bunch of lists. (laughs) I can tell you a list or two he's on. But he is on the – it's called Silver Waves Media – he is on the list of the 100 most impactful head coaches in men's NAIA basketball. Which kudos to Ron Wall. I'm 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 walking a line on this one. What? Well, no, you're not going to give me a business about. It. I'm walking a line on this one. Now you're telling me it's a list of like the top ten. Well, now my ears are perking now, up. What number is he? Well, they don't have them in oh, numbers. <laughs> they just got them alphabetized. Well, I will say by this. first name, by the way. Uh, by the way, I, I I will say this. Wall's a, a excellent young basketball oh, coach. Gosh, we yeah. we have uh, come to really appreciate what he does over at the college, and uh, he's serious about it. And he's going to bring in. I think as long as Ryan Wall is the men's basketball coach, they're going to be a very competitive program. Yes, he is serious about bringing in talent and uh he is young and he's hungry and shows up with his product on the floor at some point in time he may be doing division one basketball won't be surprised if if he's like john cooper 10 years from now and we see him on the bigger and better thing i wonder if he'll acknowledge us cooper doesn't cooper's busy that's what i'm saying i wonder if wall gets to some you know if he's if he's coaching at you know pick your your big time school out there i'm not saying kentucky or Kansas. Why or, not? I'm not saying them. I'm we got saying, Will Boat from Nebraska to come on with we'll, us. We'll say Nebraska. We'll say he's up in Nebraska. Yeah. 
Will Walt take our call? I don't know. Boat took a call from us. Came I on with know. us last spring. I know. Maybe Walt will be that guy. I'm wondering. Will Walt take the call, or does he big dog us? He sent us to some SID. We got to deal with somebody in Nebraska that's waste forga. Which reminds me, you should have been listening to the DA show about eight ten this morning. I was in, at the schoolhouse in a meeting. I know. I had asked you, I don't know, a couple months ago, see if you get that new Grambling football coach to come up. Yeah, on. Mr. Hugh Jackson. Who popped up in the news cycle yesterday. Did you see this? I did. <laughs> well, DA goes on this morning and says, you know, I'm not buying Hugh Jackson's story. Hugh's a, a, a media guy he's always talking he'll t- he said he's come on this show he's been on every show on the cbs sports network he'll come on with anybody and talk and so he's just a guy who'll talk to anyone at any time and i'm not buying this and i'm thinking to myself oh hold on there <laughs> my friend yeah he will not talk to just anybody i got another words for the initials <laughs> da because <laughs> he has rebuked multiple efforts by one chuck zach no, to let, come on leaving the yard let me clarify I mean, that da is on a rant literally he'll talk to anyone <laughs> you should have called and I just, why didn't you call i'm just laughing out loud driving down the street <laughs> You should have called into his show. I got somebody you won't talk to. <laughs> Same guy Terrence Copper won't talk to. <laughs> but it was so funny. I meant to tell you that today at school. Then <laughs> T.A. says that Hugh Jackson will talk to anybody in the media. No, I got it. We got. I'm not throwing dirt on Hugh Jackson here. First of all, you, the college level, you got to go through SIDs. Yeah. You just do. So I did. I reached out to Grambling. And I, of course, here's the typical protocol. For those who are getting into this business somewhere down the road, here's how this works. You send them an email, and then you wait a week. Because where we're from, we're way, way down on the uh, the pecking order. I I made mention the other day when we were doing the bartending thing for the the PGA. We're we're like the G list. (laughs) It went way past A, B, C, D. We're down on the G list. Well, when somebody like us in, in Texarkana pops up on an SID's email list. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. We go past the G list. We're way down around MNOP, maybe Q. And you wait a week, and then you go again. You're like, oh, man, I, I, I was just making sure my email got to you, that kind of thing. Like, it's my fault somehow yeah. that you didn't call me back. So you, you do that whole thing. Then they really feel bad because, oh, you're so nice and polite about it. You didn't say, hey, you know, jerk, where's my call back? And then they call you back. And when, when I actually got a hold of the guy from Grambling, they were right in the middle of the uh, Art Bryles thing. And so, I mean, I got why they couldn't talk at the moment because all that was going on. And so I gave him a pass. I haven't tried since. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's going to be talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Now I got to get that clip from the DA show, and I got to go. Wait a minute now. Wait just a minute. Now I'm starting to get my feelings hurt. The only school that didn't play nice was Purdue. Yeah, I know. I know. You're they still wouldn't upset about do that. right. Still upset about that. Who was, who was our guy from I don't Red? Was it Redwater? Let it, yeah, let it go. Let no, it go. I'll never let it go. I'll never let it go. Purdue's Purdue uh, will never have anyone on this presentation other than Gene Cady. 
Well, that's true. That was pretty much bigger. <laughs> but he wasn't our local guys. Yeah. Gene Cady was already out of Purdue. He wasn't Purdue. He was a retired was guy. He was, <laughs> he was a retired guy trying to hawk a book. He will talk to anybody. If you got a book, although I say that, Jeff Perlman, who's done the uh, winning time thing, yeah. I reached, reached out, out to him. <laughs> yeah. No, this is a long time ago. This isn't oh. like since this has come out. This no. has been a, a year or two ago. Okay. And I got nothing back from Jeff Perlman, so I got nothing for him now either. I got a list going. I bet Maggie me. and Perlman. No, no. You ever see that show where somebody's got like a list of all the people they're going to wipe out before? Yeah. It's all, yeah, that's that's my list. I got a list. By the way, did you enjoy the uh, the class reunion other than as much as I did? Oh gosh, yes. Okay, I've hatched a plan. A plan? Yeah, we're just going to start showing up at class reunions, you and I. That's what I said. We're reunion crashers. Yes. <laughs> it's a- your Vince Vaughn. You're the other guy. Wilson. <laughs> it's Vince Vaughn and Wilson. Yeah. We just show up. Which Wilson? They're all the same. Yeah. Oak, Luke, Owen, yeah. Luke, Oak. The uh, volleyball. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> that is, we the just ball. show up. That's pretty good. We just show up and act like we were supposed to be there. Yeah. You remember me? I taught you. Problem is finding out where they're doing it. Oh, there's places all the time. We well, just, you just can't we walk need to around. Get, we need to get up in Metroplex. I bet they've got some really great reunions. Oh, you just don't want to crash reunions here. You don't no. want to reunions anywhere. Yeah. What are the odds 20 years later they remember who their teachers are? Well, they, they all seem to the other yeah, day. Yeah, but these, they'll be polite. And then, hey, where's the buffet? <laughs> where's the bar? <laughs> We're reunion crashers. See, the problem is you'll end up crashing and, and acting like somebody and, and find out they passed away. Then it's going to be bad. Well, We're not going to portray somebody in the angle. We're just going to be us. You can't use your real name. Right. No, I'll be like Smith and You're Jones. Vaughn and Wilson. Yeah, you, yeah, but you can't be like Zach and Kirk. This is Mr. Vaughn. He taught you. I'm Mr. Wilson. We taught you. We taught shop or something that nobody took. Find something nobody yeah, took. you always make up. French. I, yeah. I, I, I taught French. You always make up a, a cover story like yeah. they did in the movie. That's Wedding right. Crashers. Yeah. That's an idea. I'll tell you what, it's good food. Yeah. Music was a little loud. Reunion Crashers. But I'm a little old, so that was a little too loud with the music. <laughs> I was a little weirded out when they started playing Stroking. <laughs> Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. <laughs> oh, man, we got to take a break. 5.30, straight up or straight down, either way. Here on Leaving the Yard, Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. Quick break, we'll come right back. Segment three is bound to be better than segment two. I'm just saying, it can't be worse, right? We'll be back in a minute. I'm Leaving the Yard. In this up-and-down economy, with a sense of protecting every penny you worked so hard for to achieve the all-American dream, let Stuart Title, with over 150 years title experience, handle every step of the closing process to give you peace of mind. The vast resources and customer experience is second to none. If it's your first house, commercial real estate transaction, or refinance, Stuart Title Texarkana will provide that peace of mind. Call 903-832-3720 to schedule your time today. Well, 
Welcome back. 34 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan. A uh, bunch of high school baseball. We had mentioned the Texas High uh, playoff series, and it actually is a Friday, Saturday, Monday. It's a little strange. It's very strange. Uh, but they're stacking up games in places. I know you talked about game three being in Marshall. Redwater's doing a one-game playoff in Marshall. I think theirs is on Friday night uh, against uh, Mineola. So I'm sure places like Marshall, as we start looking at... Uh, well, if you got a turf field, people want to yes. go ahead and plan on being there with rain possibilities this weekend. All week it's talking about rain. It's going to be a struggle to get games in late in the week. So anyway, they're playing. Hooks is playing as well uh, this uh, this week. They've got Mount Vernon for a Friday-Saturday uh, doubleheader. First game at Hooks, the uh, second and potential third in Mount Vernon. So we've got uh, baseball games all over the place. Mentioned... Uh, uh, Pleasant Grove, the Hawks are uh, taking on Kilgore. Where are they going to play? At Marshall. Why not? They've got the Friday game and then a doubleheader potentially on Saturday. And uh, Liberty Ilo as well is playing this weekend. They're at uh, a home-and-home against uh, Henderson on the road for the first game, home for the second two Friday-Saturday doubleheader. Now, have you seen the forecast for Sunday? I have not. 96 degrees. Oh, gosh. Don't. No, in May? First week of May? Yes. No. That's what my phone's telling me. No, I'll never leave the house again. <laughs> Ever. Ever. It's not supposed to be 96 until the you know beginning of July. Here, anyway. I mean, down down in Austin, we've been down there, and it's been 96. <laughs> but that's June. I know. That's okay down there. Not up here. 96 in May? That's what it says. Is that global warming going on again? Oh, you think so? Yeah. Maybe. Those angry women in Washington. <laughs> don't even do that. Gosh, no, don't even do so that. Pissed off women. Don't. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I'm going to have to deal with that in the next day or two. I'm going to a bunch of high school kids wanting to talk about, uh-uh. No. <laughs> Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't have enough to divide the country oh, over. We, we dug up something from 50 years 50 ago. 50 years ago, yeah. Let's, let's do this one today. Yeah, we, we haven't really visited this in 49 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they've things, been visiting it plenty. Th- things have, say, have been settling down. Let's bring it back up. <laughs> Why not? Ah, well, let's talk some sports. Well, let's. The, the Mavs last night. Oh, let's talk some sports. No, 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 no. I... I you had mentioned DeAndre Ayton was the guy you were yeah. worried about the yeah. most, and, and it, it showed up. The Mavs didn't really have any way to deal with him, and uh, Maxi was not hitting the three like he was in the last series. And Luca is Luca. The Suns are perfectly happy, I think, to just let Luca try to do what he can do. Well, and, and last night they were on. They were at home. They were on. They were hitting everything they put up, and the Mavs weren't shooting very well. Now. Detroit, I mean, excuse me, uh, Phoenix plays some defense. And so there's two ways to look at the Mavs' poor shooting last night. They're on the road. It's not their place. But at the same time, uh, Phoenix will get after you defensively. Brunson in particular struggled last night. Yes, he did. He's a little overmatched. And uh, so he has trouble guarding anybody in that lineup. And yes. He's, he wasn't shooting well. Yeah, and that's because they got some bigger, fast guys. That Booker's yep. fast and big. Yes, yeah. and he's not the only one. Yeah. He's not. Bridges is. He's not a hundred-year-old point guard like <laughs> Brunson exposed in the last no. playoff series. No. Conley, he's in his prime. Yeah, Conley's not. No, <laughs> no, you're right. There, 
And I said, when we talked about this earlier in the week, I said, I don't think, or last week, I said, I don't think there's any way the Mavs win game one. I think game two is their best chance to try to steal one in Phoenix. I thought well, the Suns were going to be fired up for I hope Booker it. would still be, have that nagging hamstring. No. Didn't seem to. Seemed to be moving all right. No, but I, I worry a little bit about what looks like potentially an upper thigh bruise that, yeah. that Luca got on that box yeah. out. That didn't yeah, look good. Those things will make, be sore for a month. And already dealing with a calf yeah. that he's just coming off yeah. of. Not that you – of all the players in the NBA who probably would be the least bothered by leg injuries, like you're not going to have to worry about his elevation, <laughs> yes. is Luka Doncic. Well, but you say that. He gets a lot of rebounds, and and he's not as much a defender, but he's more likely to block a shot than he is to defend you Oh, I get up, that. Because he's so slow. <laughs> he's slow, but he's big. Yeah. He, he uses his body yeah. well. He's uh, – you mentioned rebounding. I don't think he has to jump to get many rebounds, no, he honestly. I think he uses he's a position his guy, butt. and he's got really good hands. People don't understand how important hands are yes. to being a good rebounder. There's some people that just have hands like suction cups and others that just clangs off their hands. And when you're not really having to worry about jumping, you can't mistime your jump. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of guys yeah. that jump too early in the ball. Well, Luca doesn't have that problem much. He's not really getting up there. But I, I thought, again – they got that four. They're the best fourth quarter team in the NBA. I don't think there's any question. I'm, I may be wrong statistically, but the eye test to me is the Mavericks come out see, in the fourth quarter. And they're really a third quarter team. If you see, look at them statistically, they're the best third quarter team. Last night they had 23 in the third. Okay, that's and not going to get it done. Typically, what Luca does in the third. Yeah, that's not going to get it no, done. They just had a bad third. They've been really good all year. Oh, I say really good since January making adjustments and coming out in the third quarter really playing well. Last night, they just didn't shoot well. And I think the crowd in Phoenix well, sure. took them a lot out of that game. Uh, they're pretty good crowd there. It's not a great crowd. No, it's it's a pretty good crowd, yeah. though, and they're into this team. Yeah, because this team has legitimate championship aspirations, and if you're an NBA city you can't get into your team then, then you might as well be... Move the team. You know, Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Did you see the A's number last night oh god they had people there <laughs> i'll bet it was less than the reunion we went to they had 2400 last night all right their triple a affiliate drew 5000 where's their triple a uh somewhere on the west coast comer somewhere last night drew 5000 last night they drew 2400 at home but are we are we surprised by it and i'm gonna say it in, the, in these terms I'll, I'll frame it like this a, the A's got rid of everybody that mattered on that team. Bassett's talking the that, smack from is that New York. A new, is that a new phenomenon for that? It's a constant phenomenon which exhausts fans. <laughs> B, minor league baseball franchises that get it right oh, yeah. know how to pack yes. in the house. I agree. They understand it's not the game of baseball I'm selling. And if it's Tacoma, there's not a lot else to do. It's dogs on the field night yeah. or it's bring yes, your I mom get all to the that. game. It's, they get it. Major League Baseball falls on, we'll just come to the baseball game and watch baseball. And minor league baseball gets... Well, no, they have come to the baseball game and overpay for parking well, and food. Sure. And All your entertainment, your sure. tickets. Right. Minor League Baseball, yeah. it's a circus. And that, that brings people to the circus. And that's that's great. I'm not surprised by the A's being – it's going to be that way. All, it's like watching Tampa a couple of years ago. It's the same kind of phenomenon. Nobody showed up for those games. 
They won't for Oakland this year. That's a big uh, stadium with nobody going to be yes, sitting in. Yes, that's the sad part. That's It'll, that huge old stadium. and Yeah. That's one of the reasons nobody wants to go. At least in Dallas, where they drew a huge crowd Sunday for the Braves, even though half the fans were Braves fans. That's all right. But at they least pay too. there's a nice place to go, and it's cool and comfortable. You, you know what the A's attendance numbers remind me of? What? The USFL. <laughs> I bet if you take a poll of other than a, is that league still team, working yeah, after two weeks? It's still there. I turned it on for a little bit of the first week. Big crowd the first week. Well, that's because it was Birmingham. Second week, mm, yeah, yeah. not so many people there. And I'll bet you they were not the twenty four hundred. They did an end zone shot. It was a huge mistake. Yeah. They did an end zone shot across the field. I can't remember it's which like game it was. Showing NASCAR on the backstretch. Oh my god! You don't want to show the stands. No, they're just empty. There There's was no-, no one. I mean, obviously they're piling the fans in for where the cameras are going to be yeah. for their you know shot across the fifty yard line. That camera. But every once in a while they catch a glimpse of emptiness. They put that other camera on from the end zone shot to the open field and it literally was an open field with stands that were open too it was not a good look and you're right about nascar we've said this over and over again you can't show the stands i don't know that you could even show on the front stretch you know i watched uh talladega two weeks ago it was a really nice crowd okay surprisingly good crowd on the front stretch shouldn't it be it should be, but it hasn't always been in recent years. You would think Talladega would be one of those places. It should that... be. It's a great location. Right. And yeah. But, but USFL? Yeah. Bad. Put that puppy down. <laughs> Wait, I don't like to say it like that. Put that puppy down. No. We'll take a break. 16, yeah, 60 minutes till 6 o'clock. Leave it in the yard. Back at the professor on the fan. 1079. We'll come right back. Last segment coming up next here on the Tuesday version of the big show. You stick around. They say consistency is the key to success. We've got about uh, 15 minutes till 6 o'clock leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the fan, 107.9. Glad you could rejoin the show there, Big Oh, guy. my gosh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I give my daughter a hard time because down through the years, I, I don't know how many times at 4.30 as I'm going out the door, she goes, where are you going? And I said, I have a sports show, a talk show, radio. She goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> She's still like, just now called me at 5.45. Has she ever listened Rarely could care less, and she's a sports management major. That's the funny thing. This week, or last week, on about uh, I guess it's Thursday afternoon. Yeah, I'm sitting there with her brother, and we're shooting a bull. He's home there on the injured reserve list, and he'll be there for a while. He's going to be there for a while. He's going to have a couch. He's got and his butt print on. I get a text from her once again, my sports management right, right, major right. daughter that says, "Will the draft be on ESPN this evening?" <laughs> What? I, I show it to her brother. <laughs> we just chuckled. <laughs> I, I said, it has been ever since Tom Mees was hosted. <laughs> so, Which, of course, went right over the top, too. <laughs> Tom Mees? You mean Ed Mees? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first time you saw ESPN? The f- no. See, Tom was on doing the morning news. I'd gone by my friend's 
Dorman College, right? Because I commuted back and forth school, and he lived in the dorm. And I went by there, or he may have had an apartment. Anyway, but anyway, he's watching this the sports show, and right. I'm like, "What is this?" And he goes, "It's ESPN, and it's Tom Meese and somebody else doing an early morning Sports Center." And I was just fascinated. I was just like, "Well, you know, this isn't ABC, NBC. No, right. it's yeah. it's ESPN." And I'm like. Good gosh, they've got a station that plays sports all the time. And then to think how you're going to fill the programming of that monster for four hours a day every day because you're not going to do that little behind-the-desk sports center thing. What are you going to do with the rest of it? Because they had no contracts with anybody that mattered. Well, they would replay everything. And and if they played it once, you'd see it the rest of the week two or three times. They had nothing. Trying to find something you're going to put on. I remember when they were the ones broadcasting the state championship football game. Because they're, you know, used to when there was just 4A or 5A was the biggest in the state. They would show it, and uh, we would always try to get down there to steal the – the banner and it was a little bitty banner it said espn it was like that mauve color circle no, with oh, the yeah. espn yeah, yeah yeah and we tried two or three times at state championship game to get down there to get that banner because we thought that'd be cool to have in our garage or whatever and when you watch it now it it, it looks like a time capsule it looks like going back and watching oh, yeah. those celtics of the 60s yeah like this and it was 1980s yeah like the production value is so bad yeah the, there was no HD TV, so that it was part of the uh, of the problem. The cameras weren't great, and the replay wasn't great, but it was great even without that value. Yeah. They were so desperate back then; they would have shown the USFL. <laughs> they would have hyped the USFL. <laughs> They'd have put people in the stands just to be people in the stands. Yeah. They bring bums off the street. Hey, want to go watch a football game? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it was fun stuff. Hey, by the way, who's on the show tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow morning, I hope Coach Norton comes in. Oh, you're moving him Fridays back well, to no, Wednesday. Well, Wednesdays has been his day. Why oh, no? You so, bumped, you moved the schedule around last week. Yeah, we did we, to accommodate him, but he said he thought he'd be back Wednesday. Yeah, which reminds me, it's time to send that reminder. <laughs> Coach is in town. He's a busy man these days. You need to get that Remind app and just put him on there. <laughs> send it automatic. And if, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. I think that's what Lavender's got because every Friday morning he sends me an in route. Yeah. In route. Coming that way. Yeah. All so. right. Hmm. But either way, I hope Coach Norton stops back because I want to get his post draft analysis because, you know, he's a big Patriots guy and they took a little uh, ribbing this week. They took a ribbing, but it's their thing. Yeah. Their thing's different than everybody else's. They're not looking at, you know, I, I think most teams, we were talking yesterday about the Ravens' fourth round, that, 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 whoever Peter King or somebody did this Ravens fourth round look at here's what we were doing I I think most teams probably have a pretty similar draft board you would think like the top 40 or 50 players you may shuffle around there's a lot of overlap yeah but most of them are pretty they get what they're looking for based on what film they've seen or interviews they've done with the kids or whatever it's the, the 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 you know tryout camp whatever they've they've got an idea I don't think New England gets any of that I think they play a whole different level of, I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm looking for this, and I think this they're looking for is so far off the beaten path from most of the others. Like, the first-round guy they picked was like, that guy should have been a maybe late second, early well, third. Well, literally, uh, the old coach in uh, the Rams, who's Rams coach? Uh, McVay. McVay. He was on live TV doing a, a deal for the Rams coverage yeah. and uh, when the pick came up 
he and the guy started laughing at the pick. They're like, "Are you serious?" They just took yeah, yeah. They literally were laughing at it, and uh, and I know he's cocky and yeah, he is. And they're they're f the picks or whatever yes. now, but still, that guy's. But you know, I will say this: near the end of the Cowboys' run under uh, Gill and Tom and Tex, yeah, they had had so much success with. Finding guys off the beaten path, small school guys. Yeah, yeah. That they started reaching on guys, yep. and their success rate began to go down because before they would find those guys in free agency, right? But then they started feeling like they had to draft those guys, and that caused them to have some problems in their draft, trying to find people to say, "Oh, yeah, we've got that diamond in the rough." Yeah. And it's okay to have that diamond in the rough as a free agent. Yeah. It didn't cost you anything. Yeah. But when you start taking your draft, draft choices choice. on it and you didn't get a yeah. guy who might be, yeah, it's used. depth. It's about depth in the NFL. You're not going to find many stars. You've got to find depth. And so when you start getting away from, I'm drafting for depth, I mean, that's what the, forget the first, second, third rounds. Four through seven yeah, are depth. about depth. I'm yeah. about making guys. And maybe developing a starter eventually out of Exactly. Them. I'm looking at guys who, as I'm looking at my bench here or my roster, here are guys I know are a year or two away from being done. Either they're going to price themselves out of the, of the spot or they're just getting old. Yeah. And I want somebody in here next who's going to be able to do some of that. And I'll take a reach guy in the seventh round because I think that's a guy my old guy can help. The Cowboys open the door for everybody else to start looking around mm-hmm. in weird place you or state strain yeah. to find the guy that nobody else is thinking about. A track star, a guy who's a wrestler, a whatever, and small school football guys. Well, the Cowboys invented it, but they showed everybody else how to do it. And now there was competition for those guys that there hadn't been before. Yeah. Nobody else is walking and down. so to... they felt like they couldn't wait. No. And they would go and move up in the early rounds and pick those guys. Yes. And it, it bit them a couple times. Well, but they shouldn't have showed everybody how to do that. Mm-hmm. You just keep signing them off the street instead of worrying about yeah. drafting them. But whatever. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, uh, Malik. The kid out of Liberty. Who, uh, what, Tennessee drafted? Yes. Well, I tell you, have you read the Tannehill comments about yeah. this? Bad look. It's the same look Favre had when they drafted Rodgers. And to some degree, while Rodgers didn't say it, the same kind of vibe you got. Tannehill saying, look, man, it ain't my job to train Malik Willis to be the quarterback. Favre said the same thing when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers. He can learn like everybody else did, like I did. It's not my job to teach the guy how to have my job. This came from a guy that's going to make $38 million this year. Tannehill. Yeah. Yes. And is lucky that there was no other option or he wouldn't have had a job. I, I, I don't know why you say that. I don't know. Tannehill's an enigma to me. I, I don't know a how. Rich one. <laughs> I don't know how he ever got that contract. I, how did Cousins? How did Kirk Cousins get his contract? Teams are desperate. That's a position well, you got to have. Know, here's my theory on Cousins. I blame John Gruden for that. You jump. Okay, let me explain that one. Because John Gruden used to say such positive things about his brother's coaching time in Washington. He overhyped the entire franchise. He overhyped Kirk Cousins. He overhyped his brother. None of them were worth a ding. You wouldn't hire Jay Gruden? No, I wouldn't. (laughs) He was terrible. But you're right. But he was in a position 
to on influence. Sunday nights and yeah. in his deal with ESPN to influence. Yeah. And he influenced about the commanders in such a way that people got a false read on some of the people there. Well, and it starts with folks talking about the fact that he was a better draft pick than Robert Griffin RG3, was. yeah. Which, which he yeah. wasn't. It's just Griffin ended up getting hurt, yeah. and, and then the whole thing went south. Cousins isn't a guy that was moving around. He's in the pocket. He wasn't getting hurt, and he put up numbers. But I, I still think they'd have been better off developing a pocket RG3. Than, but now I will say I, I think RG3 struggled to change his game. He did. Some guys just he don't did. want to change who they are. They're so used to outrunning you to the – you know, sideline, they're not going to change their game, and that's unfortunate. It's it's a shocker to me how Tannehill's – how old's Ryan now? He's yeah. got to be in his early, early 30s. 30s yeah. He's been around the league this long yeah. and should be thanking everybody along the way and then to come out with that kind of comment of, I'm not going to help me, the guy. Tannehill's no better than Trubisky. He just got in a better spot. Yeah, he got in a better, better spot coaches. where they didn't ask – have to do much. No, they got they got a better they had a better system in Tennessee than they had in Chicago. They had Henry. But, well, they do. They but the Bears never did that. Yeah. Chicago never did that. Their thing was putting defensive guys around them not to help the offense. Yeah. Which you hope that's not a mistake they're going to make with Justin Fields because they'll screw his career up too. Yeah. But different admin now. It's different guys in charge. All right, I think we're about out of time. I'm about ready to hear music. Back Are back. you? Yeah, I think so. Well, you got there. It is computer right there. No, I'm waiting on it. Going on oh, there. It is now. It's starting. Okay, we're out of time. You're not going to be here tomorrow. I don't know. Is it going to rain tomorrow? Possibly. Then I possibly will be here. All right. The thought is I'm going to be gone. You're going to be back. That'll happen tomorrow night. Arkansas High baseball is supposed to be happening across town at five o'clock. And if it does, then you're flying solo. Or you got somebody lined up for tomorrow. I'll figure out something. Wow. All right. There's that. We're done. You've been listening to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the Fan 1079. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. I don't know if it's going to rain or not, but uh, stay dry nonetheless. You guys take it easy. Talk to you again. You're on Leaving the Yard on the Fan 1079. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college.